Well, welcome and thank you for listening to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, a podcast where we're journeying through the scriptures, starting in Genesis and ending in Revelation, looking at how we find Jesus every single day in the text. This podcast is produced by Fellowship Community Church. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse in the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. Today is day five to the first week of Jeremiah, as we are 42 weeks into this uh, podcast through the Old Testament here in 2022. Uh, I'm thankful for you to listen. My name is Ethan Callis, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church, located in the Roanoke-Salem area of Virginia. Uh, As always, our reading plan can be found in the show notes below. You can just scroll there and click on that to see. uh, Today we're reading chapters 9 through 11. So as you have read, if you haven't, go ahead and pause the podcast, go back and read those three chapters of 9, 10, and 11, and then come back and hop into this podcast. All right, cool. Thanks for thanks for doing that. Um, here in chapter nine, we're going to see uh, a couple things. The, what you're seeing is the end of chapter eight um, continues into to nine as uh, as Jeremiah is grieving over uh, the nation of Israel. He's grieving over his people. I think even before we hop into the, the text, one thing that we have to see in scripture, if you don't already know this, uh, that scripture wasn't originally written in chapter verse format like we have it t- today. Uh, even when you look at uh, one of the original manuscripts of the Torah or the first five books of the Bible. Uh, I got to see one when I was a Liberty University student that was um, roughly 800 years old that was donated uh, and they rolled it out. It was made of sheepskin. They rolled it out and uh, you could see startings of the books, but you you don't know, it doesn't have chapters broken down into it. It's a relatively new thing that, they, that we've started putting into uh, scripture so that it's easier for us to find, to navigate, and to see where people are reading from. So like even a couple weeks ago when we were in Isaiah and Jesus unrolls the scroll and starts reading from Isaiah chapter 43, like he didn't say, I rolled your scrolls out to Isaiah. 40. He just unrolled and found it. And I think that's even when you think about how uh, beautiful it was that when the in the Old Testament, uh, how kids were trained is they would have to memorize large portions of Scripture. Um, almost every child would memorize the entire Torah or the entire Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. And then if they continued in their quote unquote their education, their training, they would memorize more and more and more. And so when somebody would pick up in a verse, what we would say is a verse, they would just start reading the sentence, you know, speaking out loud, and they could pick up and know at where in that text that they were reading from. So here in chapter nine, it's it's really a continuation of the thought of the thought that Jeremiah had in chapter eight. So in, in verses one through seven, here we see that Jeremiah is grieving over the people, but he's actually complaining about them and he's not wanting to be with them. And let's read verses one through uh, seven here. It says, Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that I had in the desert a traveler's lodging place. That's where, hey, I really wish I could get away from these people. That I might leave my people and go away from them. And he starts talking about them. For they are all adulterers, a company of treacherous men. They bend their tongue like a bow. Falsehood and not truth has grown strong in the land. For they proceed from evil to evil, and they do not know me, declares the Lord. Let everyone be aware of his neighbor, and put no trust in any brother, for every brother is a deceiver, and every neighbor goes about as a slanderer. Everyone deceives his neighbor, and no one speaks the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies. They weary themselves committing iniquity, heaping oppression upon oppression and deceit upon deceit. They refuse to know me, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will refine them and test them, 
for what else can I do because of my people? Jeremiah, he cries over them. He's lamenting over them. He's grieving over them. And yet he's wanting to get away from them. He doesn't want to be with them. But let's see God's heart in this. Where's God at in the midst of this? If you look in verses 23 and 24, thus says the Lord, not let the wise man boast in his wisdom, not let the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. So as Jeremiah is wanting to flee the messiness of the people, what's Jesus doing? He's running right into it. That's where we see Jesus at in this. When we look at our life or when we look at people's lives around us, Jesus doesn't run from our mess, but rather he runs right to it. I remember hearing a pastor talk about the uh, horrific incidents that happened on September 11th of 2001. And uh, he was uh, leaving actually New York City to head to Atlanta, Georgia, and things had, had gone awry and such. And so he calls his wife and he says, we must go back. And so he and his wife hop in a car and they drive towards New York City as everyone else is fleeing. Now we look back and we realize, hey, it was you know, quote unquote safe for them. But we always thought there was going to be another attack, another plane, another something that was going to happen. And he recounted and he told about how he was ministering in downtown New York City uh, just by going up to people and praying over them and listening to them and hearing them. And I think about that's the same with Jesus. Jesus runs straight to our messiness. And one of the things that I've seen is that Christ calls us as followers of Jesus not to isolate ourselves or to seclude ourselves to only be in relationship with other believers and followers of Jesus, but rather we're to run into the messiness of people. We're to run to those that are far from God, those that don't have a relationship with Jesus, those that disagree, not just beliefs, but in actions, not just actions, but the ways that they live. And we're to run to them and to show them the compassion, the love for it has verse 23 says that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love. Notice that word he says practices. That is the, the, the living out what a belief is. I practice steadfast love. And that's what we're to do. We're to practice steadfast love by running into the messiness of people. There's something that uh, my wife and I constantly talk about is that we never want to, to lose the heart for the brokenness of people. We never want to look at somebody and say, mm, you're just too messy for us to communicate with or to connect with or to be in relationship with, but rather to run into the messiness of people, to run into those uncomfortable situations, to have conversations with people that, that might be uh, awkward and unknown, but to run into the messiness of people and be that beacon of light, that safe haven, a refugee center for people to come to is that they would know the love that God has for them because he practices steadfast love. So I hope that you enjoyed here today, chapters 9 through 11 of the book of Jeremiah, as we'll continue next week through this book.